Welcome to episode 389 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out last week's episode where I had the pleasure of chatting with actor and now chocolate shop owner Tom Gallup. Really fun chat. And funny enough, um, Samantha and I, my wife and I, will be uh, going back to Los Angeles in uh, just a few weeks at the end of February for the Golden State Film Festival. So we're hoping that we'll actually get to meet up with Tom and his wife at the chocolate shop Beverly Hills Toysher. So if you haven't yet, be sure to go back and check out that fun episode. And we're going to have another fun episode this week because I'm going to be chatting with actress, author, entrepreneur, and fellow podcaster, Jamie Andrews. Uh, Jamie has an extremely fascinating story from her early days in the entertainment industry, being in commercials, and then eventually transitioning into uh, film and television. In addition to that, she also co-hosts a podcast with Daniel Baldwin, and she recently wrote her memoir, The Brink, which is a really powerful story about um, her early life, and uh, it's just it's really powerful stuff. I don't really want to give anything away because it's one of those stories that it can't really be put into words unless you read it yourself. So you can actually get her book on Amazon. Um, I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, just a really, really fascinating and fun chat, not just about the industry, but you know, about life in general, where we are in a society today. Um, we also talked about how the 2020 election inspired her film Division, which is doing extremely well in the film festival circuit. So um, you can actually find a link to watch that on her website, jamieandrews.com, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. But hopefully you all have as much fun listening to this episode as I had of being a part of it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jamie Andrews. Happy to be here with my very special guest this week, actress, author, producer, writer, and fellow podcaster, Jamie Andrews. Jamie, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, Derek? Nice doing to meet good. you. Doing good. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Uh, you know, we were just talking off air. You're actually in the middle of traveling. So definitely thank you for, for taking the time to, to do the podcast. Oh, of course. No, I really enjoy your show and I wanted to make sure I could meet with you when you wanted me to. For sure. No, I appreciate that. So I always like to ask this question first, because, you know, for the majority of the interviews I do, I talk with actors, uh, directors, writers. There's never really a set way to get into the industry. There's not like a how-to guidebook. So what was it that made you want to get into the, the crazy world of entertainment? Well, it's very funny because, you know, I know a lot of people that have a moment in their life where like, this is what I want to do. And it wasn't that way for me. It was just always what I did. Like they made me the lead of the kindergarten show, the first grade show. Ben Franklin came to our school. He needs an assistant. Throw Jamie up there. <laughs> like <laughs> It was kind of an imperative. I, I had no choice but to just roll with it. And the idea never wore off, but Actually, getting into it has been just the longest road. Um, and I think that's great because, you know, you don't take anything for granted that way. But, you know, I started with 
uh, as a lot of actors do with like commercial print. And then it went to commercials, then it went to TV, then movies. You know, it's 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 been a long circuitous road. And it's been great to read your story because you've really done a little bit of everything. Like you mentioned being in commercials, you've acted, um, you've done some writing and you've, you know, kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything. And I, I find that a lot of actors become fascinated with how things work behind the camera. So has it been, you know, from the beginning, even though you've primarily been acting, did, were you always curious about what would happen behind the scenes? There's a lot that goes into making a film or an episode of a TV show. Right. Honestly, I wish I'd been more curious about it earlier because I was writing when I was very young, you know, bad poetry, but still writing. But, and I wrote this fake TV show about a pirate when I was in junior high. <laughs> like if I'd uh, pursued that, I think it would have made me a more well-rounded actor, but I was just tunnel vision on acting at the time. And uh, eventually I realized it, it wasn't satisfying enough to me that I need those other outlets to, to feel more complete, um, to exercise those parts of me. Um, I've been so much happier since I started creating my own work. And I know you say uh, actors always want to know the other side of the camera. I did always say, I don't want to direct though, because I think there's so much involved technically that I don't have as much of an understanding of, but sure enough, you know, I just wrote this thing and I'm like, God, I can see it in my head. I really, I really would like to direct that. <laughs> so it's, it happens to the best of us or all of us, if not the best. <laughs> and it's one of those things that you don't really know if you're going to enjoy it or not, unless you actually do it. You know, I, I've directed a couple of shorts that um, I've made locally um, here where I live in Pensacola. Oh, and cool. it, and it's, um, it can be very stressful at times because it's like everyone's looking at you and depending on you to, you know, make the tough decisions if you need to. But there's a certain gratifying feeling that once you do it, you're like, I could do it again. Even if you're like on the most stressful thing ever, you could be like, you know what? I could do another movie. That That's how you know that you love it. You know, it's almost like they say it is for women giving birth that you forget how difficult it was and want to do it again anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as a director, uh, I haven't done it, but there's no one else to answer to. So, yeah, it's, it's all on your shoulders. And I think that scares me because when we did my movie Division, I was executive producer, so I had my hands in a lot of things. But I remember we had a, a stumbling block one day and I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. And like my head was exploding a little and the director just went in and just so incisively turned that moment around. I'm like, no, I was too emotionally involved. He was able to be dispassionate and figure out how to deal with that situation. That's actually an excellent segue. Cause that was what I was going to ask you about next. Um, you produced, wrote and starred in the film division, which has done quite well in the uh, film festival circuit. So what, um, what was kind of the, the inspiration behind the film? Well, I'm a very political person and it's a very political film. Although I was, I was excited to hear that uh, it's 
called division, but I look at both sides in a fair way. Um, so that was, I was happy to hear that because, because I wasn't sure that I could be dispassionate in that situation. Um, but both sides are human. And so I think without facing it that way, it wouldn't have made as much of an impact um, because you can't stereotype one side or the other. We all are coming from very real places with our beliefs. And so I was, um, I was inspired by the election of 2020. I thought it was a really scary time. Obviously we couldn't leave our houses. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I put my downtime to use writing that story inspired by both my life and the current events. And you're giving me flashbacks to, to that time because, you know, I remember in addition to the world shutting down, we have this election going on where it's regardless of what side you're on, it's causing so much divide and hate between people. You know, at the, at the job I worked at at the time, there were people that were hardcore on one side and hardcore on the other. And it was like pulling teeth to get them to work together. Wow. Because that was just, it, it was that, it was that extreme. And I, I haven't had a chance to watch the film yet, but I did watch the trailer and it, it looks really fascinating because it, it, again, it took me back to, to that time. You know, it was, we're going on four years now that that happened, but on one hand, it still kind of seems like yesterday, but I, I think the story that, that you crafted is really good and you throw in the the time period and you know the 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 two main characters and their beliefs i think makes for a really fascinating story thank you yeah it's i'm so so proud of it i i remember the first festival we were at uh the programmer was like this this movie is important and i was like oh to hear that it's so gratifying when you just did something cuz you felt like you had to do it I felt like I had to make this statement that came out of me really easily. And so to hear that it's received well is, I, I can't even tell you, especially with the upcoming election, I hope that it gets in front of more people because uh, it, it does have something to say. And uh, I I think it, it does so in a, in a powerful way, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, where did you guys shoot it? It was, well, because it was the pandemic, uh, I wrote a really small film. It's mostly shot in my house on the block where I live. Then uh, the other location was my producer's house. Uh, we had one location that we got, which was this brewery, which was very open. It had outdoor seating so that we could, and I'm, I'm glad we did because you remember during that time, you know, some of us would venture out. Can we go this place? Is it safe? So I, I know for a lot of people, it was difficult to watch because it was like, oh, that, that was a, a hard time. But I think going into the future, it'll really be like a time capsule for what that year was for so many of us. And I've heard some people say that, you know, it's still too soon to tackle that time period. I personally don't think so because I I think we need to be reminded of, you know, where we've come from. And, you know, it's even things like from, 
you know, events from the 60s and 70s will look at it this like 20, 30 years from now as being one of those, you know, times where you'll you will never forget the events of what happened. So I think it is important to document that. And that's why film is so important, because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I use this analogy a lot. But, you know, as much as I love like great paintings, sculptures, film and TV is the greatest art form to me because it's such a visual representation of the human condition. I think that's absolutely true. I also think it can move society forward in ways that other mediums can't. It, it can touch people in the same way other art can, but it, I think um, it really shows people themselves and helps people learn about how to move in the world. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it reflects society. And so people are able to grow and learn from it in ways that you can't with other pieces of art. Absolutely. And, and especially when you look at a film that you know, on the outside might just be something made for comedy or just escapism, but it, it makes you think like, huh, maybe I should look at my point of view on, you know, subject A or subject B. Yeah. I mean, think about Star Trek was, has such progressive ideals that, that people don't even realize they're taking in and uh, hopefully making a part of their own lives, even though it's not in space. Yeah, absolutely. And things like, you know, you see futuristic technology from movies that might have been made in like the 70s and 80s. And you see those things being invented now because people watch those movies and are like, hey, I want to make that one day. Yeah. And how about a 2001 Space Odyssey? Hopefully uh, Kubrick wasn't right on with his HAL AI there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I tell people that, you know, just watch The Terminator and tell me if AI is really a great idea. Right, right. Oh, it's 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 interesting times we live in. Someone cursed us may, may live in interesting times. Maybe so. Yeah, well, I'm definitely fascinated to see the the evolution of that for sure. I, I mentioned also that um, you co-host a podcast um, called The Daniel Baldwin Show with of course Daniel Baldwin. So how how did that venture come about? Well, we were on the show World's Dumbest together, which ran for like 7 years. I was on 5 of them uh on True TV. And it's a very fun show. Um it was mostly people making fun of internet videos and it was celebrities who had fallen on hard times but also stand-up comedians and I was neither, but I wound up with this job writing jokes about people drunk falling into lakes. Um, <laughs> and so we had met there and then he moved to Atlanta to make a movie. And I guess his family really liked it there. And he met uh, his new wife and had a child with her. And so he's settled in Atlanta now and he put out on Facebook I'm looking for an on-camera co-host, and I was I was just sitting there, so I'm like, and he said, "Yes, you. I don't want to hear from anyone else. It's going to be Jamie because we always had a really good rapport. We grew up in the town next to each other. It turned out 
I worked for his mom in my first job at the mall. You're kidding. Did not know this when we didn't know we worked for the Baldwin's mother at quick test taking surveys in the mall. But uh, sure enough. Yeah. I I don't think we got along, but I get along with Daniel really well. (laughs) We have a lot of fun. He has a lot to say. Mostly I think I'm the Robin to his Howard Stern. And I just like, Yes, <laughs> or the and maybe I'm Ed McMahon. <laughs> That's not a terrible gig to have, though. Oh no, it's great. I'm I'm having a blast with it. Really, he's a lovely, lovely guy, and he's you know got a really interesting story. So, we're yeah, that, time. So that's gonna, insane. Oh, that sorry, that's insane that you worked with his mom. Isn't like, it that, that just shows you like life can be so intimate and compact sometimes in the huge world that we live in oh it's a way smaller world than we give it credit for that's why whenever i meet someone from somewhere like i almost did it to you with pensacola i have people in pensacola it's a small world it would not surprise me really that's interesting huh but yeah um I've enjoyed the show. You know, I watched a couple of episodes to, to prep for this, uh, this conversation. And I I really like the rapport that, that you two have. And it's, it's always more fun to do a show with someone that you have such a good rapport with. You know, I've seen episodes where it's just you two talking whenever you've interviewed like actors or, you know, had a guest on and it's a really, really fun show. I dig it. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, another venture that you've done is you've also wrote um, a book or a memoir called The Brink. Um, what what gave you the, the motivation to, to do that? Well, I always knew I had a crazy story and I always wanted to get that out there, but mostly because I feel like it could help young women, especially young people or anyone that struggles really to know that they can get past it, that they can make something of their lives, no matter how bad things seem to have gotten, that you can turn your life around. Um, That's what I hope for it most of all. Um, (laughs) But I, uh, I saw this, I went to the Edinburgh festival to do a play and I met this palm reader and he said, you're a storyteller. You have to tell your story. I was like, oh gosh, no, it's, it's so bad. The story is so bad. Like my mom won't even read it. She's like, I lived it. Don't need to read it. (laughs) Um, But it came out of me. So I feel like I needed to share it. Did you find it to be therapeutic in a way when you were putting words to paper? Oh yeah. I, I keep telling people it was like an exorcism. It came out so fast. I think I wrote it in two to three months and it was just word vomit just came right out. Like I I had to do really very little editing um, in terms of form and content. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it had to be told. Yeah. And I, I've, there's something to be said about, you know, whether it's, you something like you mentioned where you have this crazy story, or even if it's something is, you know, like a bad incident or a bad memory, there's something to be said about physically 
you know, writing it down or, you know, typing it in a, a Word document or something like that. It is really kind of like it's leaving you and you're putting it, you know, out there and you're like, okay, it's out there. I'm not going to forget it, but I'm going to move on with my life. Well, what's interesting is I actually wrote it 20 years ago, but I was scared to put it out because I was trying to be an actor and I didn't want it to get in the way of my acting career. I was like, this is so scandalous. People will associate me with this. And I had this fancy agent that was like, we want to publish this. And I said, no, it would have to be anonymously. And she gave me a proverbial middle finger on that. So... <laughs> So I was like, it can wait, it can wait. And now I guess I feel like I've been very fortunate to have the career I've had. I've made peace with what's in that book. And I feel like there was no use waiting anymore. Uh, I, I really wanted to finally unleash it on the world because maybe when I wrote it, I still had some shame involved with the content, but now I'm so proud of where I've come from where I was. And, and you should be, you know, right. and I, I, I think, you know, as I mentioned, there, there's something to be said about having the courage to put that out there because not a lot of people do. And I think, you know, it, it, people can empathize with those that make themselves vulnerable and aren't afraid to tell the truth. So, yeah, I, I give you major credit for doing that. Thank you so much. Well, what do they say? A society is only as sick as its secrets. Mm -hmm. I think I think we should be open books. We we should, and I think we're moving toward that. Maybe maybe even too far toward that in some respects. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think there's anything gained with a society that represses the truth of situations. I find that to happen a lot whenever society moves in a new direction or a new view on something, it goes a little too extreme, but then pulls back to that happy medium. So I, I think you're absolutely right. I think we're really starting to see a trend in not being afraid of the truth, mm -hmm. but I think as time goes on, it will be, I don't want to say done in a better way because that's too generic, but it'll be tweaked and modified as time progresses. So no, Derek, that's so crazy. I've said the same thing. Like, I feel like we're in a period of overcorrection and then we'll balance mm -hmm. out. Yeah. So high five. We agree. <laughs> Virtual high five. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's a necessary change in society. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see, where that goes, because I, I know that I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, Cat Williams, the stand up comedian, did an interview with um, Shannon Sharp where he talks about exposing the truth and telling the truth. And it has over 50 million views on wow. YouTube. It's insane, but it, it's a really enlightening interview. And that that gives me, you know, thoughts to this conversation that we're having now. Okay. I heard about it. I'm going to have to actually watch it. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's pretty All long. It's like, it's like three hours long, but it's, it's worth That's it. That's a lot of truth. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Uh, it really is. So, 
Um, as we start to wrap up here, what's what's next for you um, on the horizon? I know you've got your podcast, um, you've got a successful film, you've got your book. So what's next for Jamie Andrews? Well, I'm really excited the strike's over. I'm ready to get back to work. Um, but I also wrote this other screenplay, Hardcore, which finally is something I wrote that's not about me. Most of my writing has been inspired by my life. This is actually inspired by a guy I went to high school with who committed the most atrocious act. And I can't believe it's never been on Dateline or a podcast or something. It's truly shocking. Uh, and I wrote a screenplay based on it and I'm so excited about it. And a lot of people have read it and, and dig it. So right now I'm putting that in contests, trying to get feelers out to, you know, let's put it out there by the end of the year. That'll be in the works because I'm, I'm super psyched about it. And I don't even, there isn't even a part for me in it. Who am I? Oh, Writing wow. For other people. Okay. Maybe <laughs> one little part, one little part for me. Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock had a cameo in all of his movies, right? So, you know, it's me and Scorsese. We're basically the same. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, you, you've got me intrigued with that story saying that it should have been on Dateline. So I I'll be there for sure. Uh, oh, it's, it's I'm ready to see it. Oh yeah. Well, I'll send you uh preview tickets. Oh, fantastic. Very cool. So um, do you have a, a website or social media that you'd like to plug? So the viewers and listeners can follow you. Yeah, I've got my website is J A I M E Andrews.com. Uh, and because my, name is a different spelling than usual my social media is at j-m-e-n-d-r-e-w-s if you look for jamie andrews i'll come up it's this mug <laughs> well and I'll, I'll put a link in the in the show notes okay, when cool. the interviews released so people just one click and and they'll be there yay thanks yeah for sure well jamie thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat this was awesome Oh, such a pleasure, Derek. Thanks for having me. Thank you again to Jamie Andrews for that awesome chat. Be sure to check out her website, jamieandrews.com. You can find a link to that in the show notes. You can also find links there to watch Division, purchase her book, and follow her on social media as well. For next week's episode, I'm going to leave it a little bit of a mystery as far as who my guest is going to be. You know, longtime listeners of the show know that um, whenever I get certain guests, I don't really reveal too much until the interview is recorded in case, you know, scheduling incidents or things like that happen. And then the episode doesn't end up uh, becoming a reality. Sometimes I jinx myself when it comes to that. So stay tuned to social media later this week to find out who that guest is going to be. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast at linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow me on social media. Everything is in one convenient location, linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And if you could, you know where I'm going with this. If you could please leave a review, it would be very much appreciated. The more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more visible it is to those uh, that are searching for, you know, filmmaking podcasts, entertainment podcasts, which this falls under. And it really does help, especially with, 
you know, in a couple of months, we're going to hit the 10-year anniversary of the Derek Diamond experience. And soon after that, we'll be hitting 400 episodes. So any rating or review will help, preferably a five-star one. It only takes a moment of your time, and it doesn't cost anything which is the best part about it, in my opinion. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you once again to Jamie Andrews. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast.